0: So question that we hear asked on occasion is, why did such and such thing happen to me? For example, I, I loved my job, but I lost my job. Why did it happen to me? Why did it have to happen to me? Uh, my, a relationship that I cherished is over. Why did it happen to me? Maybe obviously something worse, but we don't want to give two extreme examples. But things that uh, we don't like, we say, why did it happen to me? So let's try to break down this question and, and try to see what we can really see here or, or clarify here so why did it happen to me so the the operative term seems to be why and what do we mean when we say why so let's see how do we use it in a sentence we say why did you um, why did you uh, you know why did you uh um take the the pencil from my desk here it would seem that we are looking for a motive we we saw the external action the person taking the pencil from our desk, but we do not we didn't see the the motive because the motive is what we would call inside. I mean not like geographically, like behind the eyeballs, but it's as it concerns the 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 mind of the person that we do not see. So we're asking why did you take Uh, The pencil, we want an answer that that would fly. It could obviously be that we're asking a rhetorical question. Give me my darn pencil back. But if we really want to know, like, why did you take it? For what? An answer that could fly would be, well, I needed to write down uh, something. So that's why I took the pencil. Or I really liked it. So that's why I took it, which is a bad answer. Any answer where somebody doesn't ask us for permission. But uh, something like that. So if it's not a rhetorical question we really want to know, then we're satisfied because we have apprehended the motive. And as far as we see a motive for something, it is possible, it makes it that much more possible to accept it. Why? Because if we understand clearly and truly that a person uh, had more cause to do something than not and really th- thought, excuse me, that something is the good thing to do, even if we haven't really thought through it on a conceptual level, we kind of understand that it was the necessary thing to do. For example, somebody uh, developed an irresistible um excuse me, uh, draw it through our pencil and consequently just couldn't keep his or her hands off of, off of the pencil. We really understand that. We can kind of sympathize with that hopefully because we can think of situations in our life. Maybe we have to diet and, and we, uh, you know, the ice cream just draws us in and we feel powerless to resist. It's, it's a lure and we go and eat the ice cream even when we know we shouldn't. So we can kind of sympathize, but when we reject that a person has a motive and we say, no, you have no motive for what you did, then we obviously will, can and we will, retain a grudge and we'll have a complex and we see this frequently occur. We don't want to hear the motive. We don't want to hear an explanation. We want to be mad because it feels good. It feels empowering and it gives us an opportunity to project what we don't like in ourself onto another person. For example, somebody cut us off on the road. We get angry. We honk. We give them the finger. We may not want to hear that the person is late to the hospital because his or her uh, mother is in the ICU, all right? We don't we don't want to hear that. Now, we would feel bad. As long as we can for, for, forget the fact that the person has a motive or failed to mind that, that fact, we can say, this person is evil incarnate. He or she did this in order to do it. And now, everything I don't like in myself, I feel frustrated. I feel low. I feel bad. I'm spilling it all onto that person. Here's the finger, honk, one honk, two, all this kind of stuff, right? So, that would be the idea. When we ask why, frequently, it's exactly that. end. We, we do not want to hear an answer. Why did you do this? Why? The person says, well, this is why. No, why? All right, so in this case, we're just letting our emotions, we're just clothing our emotions with words. Really, the 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 kind of inner essence here is that we want to, we have a given impulse, a given kind of unconscious striving, and then we're finding words to express it. Whether we want to feel in control, we want to feel the pleasure of rage, and all of this. So here there's no, then then we'll just say, okay, I keep saying why. You know, there's no... Nothing else to say. But if we really do want to answer as it concerns why did somebody do something, that's not the whole question that we ask, but just this aspect of it at least. Uh, uh, Why did uh, the person do something? Then there's an answer. There's always an answer because this is what appealed to the person more than any other conceivable possibility at the time. A person, um, uh, let's say, uh, pickpocketed us. Why did the person do it? Because, so the answer would be because this is what appealed to the parson, based on their degree of human development. The parson is not a human being. Human beings don't steal from anybody. Human beings are extremely careful with taking... Even a scent that doesn't belong to them. So this person wasn't a human being; it was an animal in the form of a human being that deserves our sympathy and love, and a, of course. But nonetheless, just to be honest, now to the animal, different things appeal. Right? The the monkeys on the beach and sees a drink uh, of the tourist. They can go and, and 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 snatch it. Why did it do it? Well, because it wanted to. It wanted the drink, and it's a monkey, and it took the drink. The same thing. Somebody snatched our our our, our stuff, our purse, pickpocketed us. Why? The same thing. The person's a primate in human form. They want wanted to do it, to satisfy their own desires, Uh, and uh, they wanted to do it more than they didn't want to, more than the fear was a factor, more than anything else. So the person went ahead and did it. And that would be the answer. And again, if we want to find why, we always can, no matter what a person did. If our emotions prevent us from uh, asking and answering honestly why, then we won't, right? We're going to continue to, to bear a grudge, and, and and we don't want any kind of resolution. Okay, no problem. But uh, th- there is always an answer as it concerns why, uh, as when it comes to another person. Now, what about a different why, such as um, why did my tire, uh, uh, you know, pop or puncture uh, as I right as I was driving to the interview for my dream job? Why, 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 why did it happen? So here, appear there's a, a a number of different. Levels uh, 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 in regards to which we can analyze the question. So one is to, um, to to think about the direct uh, causal apparent causal relationships in the physical world. Meaning, we observe certain rules in uh, the uh, what we call the physical world, and uh, from a number of these observations, we can induce. Meaning, for, uh, via induction, we can form a general rule that describes or is supposed to describe every. Uh, instance, applicable instance. So, for example, one of the most famous inductions is is that uh, gravity. So the uh, the the uh, the fellow who, who did it, Newton. Right? People before also noticed things falling. He wasn't the first one that noticed that an apple falls and things like that. But before, as it would appear, or at least in in the kind of the the main river, the main body of thought in, in human development, people only apparently paid attention to the particular object. For example. The rock fell. The salient point is that it's a rock and that it moved positions. The, uh, my um, my food fell to the ground. The main point is that I'm not going to be able to eat my food or now it's dirty. The, what is it? The three-second rule, whatever. That's what I'm focused on. Right? Never mind the planets. They're, they're moving. That's, that's something totally different. The genius of uh, this guy, Newton, Isaac Newton, was that he uh, disregarded the particularities. Forget that it's an apple. Forget that it's an uh, ice cream. Forget that it's uh, whatever it is that fell a, a, an acorn on my head. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm strictly going to pay attention to the fact of its falling. Now, I'm going to uh, induce from here to form a general rule that I believe can describe all instances of falling. And and voila, it, it, it appears to work. Now, I can use that same rule. Extend it into space and use it to describe the motions of the planets. Now, that's even more brilliant, right? Because that's who would make that connection. The movement of the planets, the movement of uh, the acorn on our head. But the the, the ornament of the species, as he's called, Newton did that and uh, formed a general rule. And with this rule, we can uh, understand and predict uh, a vast uh, uh, array of, of phenomena, really an endless such array if we get specific enough. The one acorn, the other acorn, one thing, another thing. So that's the idea. And here, so we we form this image uh, of the physical world and then we uh, apply our notion of causation onto uh, the, well, here it's a complicated question, but an account we can give is that we do apply our notion of causation in in regard to the physical world, meaning just like uh, we see from our own point of view that first of all, we have a motive, we have a desire to do something, and then we do it. If we see one motion and another motion, it would appear that automatically we perceive it in that sort of, in that same sort of relationship. For example, one billiard ball hits another billiard ball, as it appears. Now we understand the matter, we think of one billiard ball as representing the desire, i.e., the cause, and the second billiard ball as representing the action. For, for us, from our inner point of view, which in the physical world would be effect. So we view things like that. Cause effect. We chopped down the tree. The cause was uh, the fact that, uh, well, see, it's complicated. Is the cause that we took away the wood? Or is the cause what we call gravity? Is the cause what we call the weight of the tree? But we have this general notion that th- something to do with the fact that I chopped down the tree led to the effect of the tree falling down. Uh, and I threw the baseball. What's the cause? Is it my hand? Is it the muscles? Is it my uh, uh, nervous system? Is it my desire to do so? Is it the, uh, the, the, the matter, the space, the velocity? I say, what is the cause? But the, the general idea is that ball. If, if a ball went through our window, and we see a kid outside that was playing with the baseball, we say the cause is that kid, is the kid's volition, the kid's actions, uh, and the, the effect is the baseball through our window. So we view things like this in terms of cause and effect. So, as it concerns then asking why, say why did my tire puncture on the way to the interview? One level of analysis would tell us that the reason is that the nail. Went into the, the wheel, and, uh, and and consequently, the role that we have to describe what may then occur, excuse me, depending on the nail and the wheel, is that the, the tire punctures and the air goes out, and that has an effect on our car. And uh, and then our, uh, that, that has an effect on the, the velocity of the car, and, and then that has an effect on us. We notice it, and we slow down. So basically, there's a, there would appear to be a strict causal chain here. Uh, the, the nail was in the given position because somebody dropped it there. How, however it got there, it fell out of a car, fell out of a truck, whatever the case may be. And we were in that position. Everything logically came together, and... That the the tires uh, got punctured. So that's one level of analysis, but obviously it fails to satisfy uh, very many uh, those of us that that want to find deeper meaning in that which occurs in in uh, in the physical world. So is there any kind of deeper meaning here that we could clarify? That's not a matter of uh, that that's not excessive, excessively ambiguous, and excessively guesstimating. You now the reason is because I I tied my shoes the wrong way. I put on uh, the the, uh, the shoe in a different way than I usually do, and that's why I punctured the tire. Now, this is something we would call superstition. What do we mean by that term? We mean where a person has a, a, a causal relationship in mind that they cannot really clarify and cannot really explain it to, to, the, to a satisfying degree to where it would... Uh, reasonably apply to where other people would reasonably accept it. For example, we can establish a causal relationship between spoiled milk and an upset stomach uh, uh, so much so that we're not going to rule out all cases (laughs) probably unfortunate, but the vast majority of people will not uh, uh, smell the milk. See it's spoiled. Pour it in. Ah, uh, let me eat it with my chocolate chip cookies. Because there's that causal relationship. To call that a superstition is is, is misusing the the term superstition. Right? We say that if we um um we take a nail, we put it in in a in a board, and we hammer it with it with a hammer, the nail goes in. If we did it. If, if again, the, the proper force, ever all well, the factors are correct, the nail go, no, goes in to say, oh, that's a superstition that the nail goes in. Well, why are we using that term? But if we say, if we connect one thing in our experience with something else that uh, wouldn't appear to have any kind of relation with it or only has such a relation to us, that may be Maybe, because maybe there's different circumstances, but maybe what, what's called superstition. For example, why exactly, if we had to explain what uh, the, the order that we put our shoes on has to do with the, the nail, what possible explanation would we give? Is this an order that we could reproduce in another instance? Is this an order that there's some kind of logical relation with? For example, we can say there's logical relation between the nail and the nail. And the piece of wood and, and the, the hammer, according to all known rules, is there this kind of relation, right? And and unless the person can give an answer, uh, some, some kind of bizarre answer, who, who, who's to say? Maybe the person thinks that, uh, you know, who's to say what a person would say? But if, if a person can't give an answer, then why is the person saying this? And the answer to give is that the person wants a sense of control and by finding a cause, uh, that that, uh, that we're aware of. Even if we don't like what happened, we at least feel a sense of control. And the unconsciousness offers us different types of things. And, and then we can point to that. For example, the reason I lost my job is because the black cat crossed the road. That gives us more of a sense of control than to say simply, I lost my job for no cause at all. It was just completely random and arbitrary. Right? So that's another level of analysis that we can uh, give or, or we can say that the the level of analysis that that makes these kinds of uh, potentially uh, fallacious uh, uh, patterns that brings to, that that tries to establish causation that is not really logically supported we can call that superstition. Now, is there a point to this uh, is superstition or not? We would say is it constructive or not? Uh, and and the, we would say that. If we if we're always externalizing blame on something that we make up on the kid that crossed the road on the way we put on our shoes, we can really concoct a world of such complexity and such connections that nobody else would affirm are reasonable. That we're making life that much tougher for ourselves. And we can the extreme cases of this are say extreme OCD, where a person feels I don't tip this uh, glass you know, 15 and a half times and something bad is going to happen. We see how much of a problem that can be. Person wants. It uh, feels out of control, spends three hours every day cleaning the, the bathroom. In a small bathroom, maybe a huge corporate bathroom. In a small bathroom, three hours a day a person spends cleaning, rubbing everything down. We would say this is objectively detrimental to any goals that the, the that may truly benefit the person. So this kind of superstition, yeah, we don't really want to. It, it, it's not benefiting us. Why, why hold it, right? The idea would be, uh, in our search for truth, we're always trying to establish real causal relations, which includes... Further, uh, if if that's what uh, we're concerned with, really, truly clarifying this notion of causation, it may be that even uh, to, to some degree, the things that we think could cause each other are there's many, many complexities. But if we're adding unnecessary complexities, we're drawing from here and there the the black cat, the the mirror, this, that, that that wouldn't seem to be the way that the a healthy. Uh, kind of uh, mental life so anyhow we would say that's one level analysis gives me what about something else is there anything else we could say um, here we would have to get, get into much deeper territory than maybe now time and, and desire permits but uh, here we would probably have to c- c- consider our overall outlook of um, our overall understanding of life what is life what is uh, the the physical world? What relation do I, as as a subject, as it would appear, have to objects? Uh, in, in what re- way does my life unfold itself? Uh, there's a lot there that that could be said, and there's um, interpretations that we could take that would um, kind of, uh, could, could, perhaps in a gimmick-free way, could give us some. Uh, Ideas as it concerns why something like that would happen, why the the the, the nail punctured the tire. But again, that's a whole separate uh, discussion. But the easy thing here to say is that if we have a positive attitude and we are committed to learning from what occurs to us, and we take responsibility, and we don't project everything negative onto other people, deny that they have motives. Or uh, in a, in an effort to establish control, blame it on on something in a superstitious manner. The only reason uh, something occurred that I didn't like was because of this other thing that that that, I, that is completely unrelated to it. I just have this feeling. I just know it's because of that. All right again, and we said it could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right, somebody has a strong superstition concerning those dolls where you. Uh, Uh, what are they called the the dolls where you in in certain cultures where you um, you prick them and you try to create pain for another person if the other person really truly believes in that that's a self-fulfilling superstition so there's self-fulfilling superstitions all kinds of complexities but basically we said it it may not be the best idea but um Uh, But right, so if we're committed to to not externalizing blame, then whatever occurs to us, we're going to learn, we're going to reposition ourselves, think of the next best option, and in that way, it'll always be meaningful, and we will always have a a decent answer as to why it occurred as it concerns the objective of our higher development, meaning we have no aspiration to make anything of ourselves, to advance our mind, to, to advance our understanding, and Our short-term desire was negated. For example, we wanted a certain type of drink to be in store, in stock, or a certain coffee, and it's out. So we just say, why, 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 why? There's no answer. We don't want an answer. We just want this emotional outlet. Our desire was negated. It doesn't feel good world is over, right? But if we say my goal is to develop patience, my goal is to develop humility, understanding, now I didn't have what I wanted in store, well, that's an opportunity for me to work on humility and patience and all of these attributes. So that's why it happened relative to my objective. I don't know if that holds in some kind of quote-unquote objective way other than that, but relative to me and mine, (coughs) excuse me, to my goals, that is why this occurred. Uh, Last year, I had a really tough time Adjusting to my new um, uh, my new job, right? Why? Why did it occur? Well, because look at now, I'm that much better at it. So that's our why. It it led to a, a higher state of development. The greater amount of wisdom, to, to uh, more perfected uh, character traits, and all these kinds of things. And if we, again, we don't have that objective to, to advance herself, we're, we're simply going to try to externalize it. We're going to try to find some kind of superstitious answer. We're going to say there's absolutely no reason for anything. Life is just horrible. There's no point. Why, why, why? It's his fault. It's her fault. We're not going to see the motive. It's not going to be the healthiest thing. So that's the idea. Those are some ideas concerning the question of why things happen or how we can answer it. a lot more to say but let's let's uh, think about that for now thank you for listening